0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today.
1: Awaken to the divine within. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org.
2: Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the executive minister, and your assistant minister and the director of the Johnny Coleman Institute in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Uh, let me say, for Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the senior minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. I've been doing a series of interviews for the last couple of months where I've been interviewing people who I feel are making a positive impact in the world, people who are out there teaching, mentoring, leading, coaching, and helping uplift. The consciousness of humanity. And today, as a guest, as another guest, let me read your uh, bio for the Reverend Henrietta Bird. Uh, Reverend Bird, before we start, let me just read a few things so they can, for those who don't know you, they can get an idea of you and your work. Uh, the Reverend Henrietta Bird is a Chicago native, the youngest of three, the mother of one. She is a licensed teacher and ordained minister for the Universal Foundation for Better Living. She is a member of the Christ Universal Temple Ministerial staff. She is on the faculty of the Johnny Coleman Institute as a teacher. She is the founder of Transformative Talks Radio. She is the founder of Transformative Talks College of Spiritual Studies. And she is the facilitator of the she is a facilitator of the International Black Summit Conversation and currently holds the space for the leadership body. So without further ado, uh, I bring to you the Reverend Henrietta Bird. How you doing there, Reverend Bird?
0: I am wonderful, Reverend Beautiful.
2: Galen. How are you? <laughs> doing well, doing well. So you know we go way back. So I don't, I don't want yeah. people. You know, obviously, as people uh, as I read your bio, I'm sure they can connect that to uh, the same connections I have, and uh, that's important because you know we go way, way back, including actually being in the same ministerial class. We trained under the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin and others in ministerial class, even though you were a teacher uh, uh, before I was, way before I was, uh, we were in the in the ministerial class together. We're Reverend Wells and uh, several other people who are doing great work in the world right now. Our class was actually rather big, as I sit back and think about it now. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to talk to you today, uh, Reverend Byrd, about um, transformation and and what that looks like. You know, you've been out in the world doing the work. And I want to, first of all, talk about uh, the work that you were doing with um, your transformative talks, uh, College for Spiritual Studies. What is that? And what are you seeking to... Uh, Gain through the development of your students in that program.
0: Well, Reverend Galen, one of the things that I intend to do is to have people become ministers who want to serve. They want to not necessarily be connected to a a church religion but people who want to serve their community so even though this um, College of Spiritual Studies is set up academically you know it's set up to have all of the courses that are generally required in any seminary the basis of it is to teach people to serve in the capacity that they are comfortable some people are already service-oriented. They, you know, social workers, for example, nurses or doctors, they're already in service areas, and they really would like to know how to do it from a spiritual basis. So that's what the College of Spiritual Studies teaches, is how do I do my regular job from a spiritual standpoint, and how do I learn to serve people No matter what's happening in my life, how can I continue to serve people?
2: Beautiful, beautiful. Now, I know that um, you've done a lot of work, especially with the uh, International Black Summit conversation around helping people understand how to um, get past trauma, how to transform their conversation, um, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so I want to know how... when. First of all, could you explain what the International Black Summit conversation is and the work you were doing specifically um, around uh, helping people heal around racial injustice?
0: Well, one of the things that we do, though, the main purpose of the conversation is to provide an opportunity for participants to bring into manifestation their vision for the community, the black community and the world. So that's the purpose of the conversation of the International Black Summit. What it actually does, it provides an opportunity for um for what we call faith in you know, in our community, is to is to activate that faith so that what I'm seeing for myself or what's been given me through a vision, can be manifested. And how do I do that? How do I bring it forth? What gets in my way? And dealing with, when I say dealing with, I'm saying actually working through those things that get in my way. The same same exact thing we do as ministers. You know, we have to work through the things that hinder us. That's what we do when we counsel people, when we... Uh, coach people. We have them work through the things that hinder them. That's the same thing in the conversation of the International Black Summit. How do I bring forth this vision that I have of myself? How do I bring it forth?
2: Okay, beautiful. Now, so I'll go ahead. Go, ahead. go right ahead. Uh,
0: in terms of The conversation, the diversity conversations that we're having everywhere, they are continuous conversations. They're challenging conversations for everyone. And so we have people that call us all the time wanting us to come in and have these, you know, these diversity conversations. And so there's a challenge there about how to have a conversation like everything else We direct the people, our facilitators, we direct, um, whether it's a facilitator or not, or whether it's through transformative talk, they're always directed to the spirit within them for guidance and direction and to remember the statement that we say every Sunday in church. I am one with God. I am one with all people. I am one with all life. That gives us a a foundation to start from. And so if I am one with all people, what does that mean in terms of diversity? So that's where we start.
2: Okay, beautiful. So let me ask you this. When you're working with people and uh, with these conversations, these transformative conversations, and they're saying, look, I get it, Reverend Bird." It makes sense to me intellectually, but I don't know how to let go. I don't know how to forgive. I don't know even if uh, I want to forgive. Why is that necessary for people to move on and heal their own lives and their communities?
0: The reason that it's necessary is because it's almost impossible to move forward at a spiritual frequency without letting go of what's been holding you back the one one of the things that we were taught is that God doesn't come down to our level. we have to move our we have to uh, move up to the level of god's love and God's understanding. And so in order for me to do that, in order for me to be in alignment with spirit, I have to let go of all of my unrighteous judgment, whether that judgment is of another or whether that judgment is of myself, where generally that's usually where it is. It's with me. And so in order for me to maintain a particular consciousness, I have to let go. I have to not only let go of the not-so-good that has occurred in my life. I also also have to let go of the good things because if I'm constantly thinking about this one time where I was blissfully happy, then I'm – I'm not going to hear what the next step is that God is trying to give me. So it works both ways. Letting go is not just kicking something to the curb. You know, we, we use that statement. You know, I, I can't just let this go. No, you can't. You're, you're not willing to let it go or I'm not willing to let it go. And why am I not willing to let it go? Because it benefits me some kind of way to hold on to it. It benefits me to remind the people that I feel have wronged me that they've wronged me, right? And so what we have to get to is that there's a greater benefit in letting it go. Um, mm-hmm. We have conditioned ourselves to be victims of our past, and we gather people to feel sorry for us, and there's a benefit of gathering people who can say to us, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that happened to you, right? There's a benefit that makes us feel like we have a following, and so many times we get caught up in that that we use that over and over and over again, not understanding that that is the very thing that holds us back. So when we realize or when we come to ourselves and realize like, why can't I get to number 10? There are, eight, uh, there are 10 things, 10 steps to me acquiring what it is that I want. Why do I get to number eight? And I can never get past number eight. And it is because there's an anchor when you get to number eight, it reminds you of something that happened that you've been unwilling to let go of, and so you just go right back down the ladder and mm-hmm. and then you stay there rather than to push past that thing that occurs in number eight and and it can be traumatic, you know, and it can be simple. You know, it doesn't have to be traumatic. It can just be something that we've heard that we should do, and we took that on as our belief, and we're going to stick with it even though it hinders us. So what we do at Transformative Talk, specifically in uh, uh, cleanses, the spiritual cleanses, what we do is we get to what it is that really happened, And what it is that you're saying about what really happened, because usually that's where the judgment is. The judgment isn't necessarily in what happened. It's what I've said about myself, about what happened, how I've judged myself unrighteously. And unrighteous judgment is unrighteous judgment. It's not the truth. And so then I have to get to, oh, my God, I've been saying this about myself (laughs) every day. I've been saying this about myself. And then I realize what I've been saying, and then I can actually change my language, and I can start to look in the mirror and say things about myself that are true, rather than things that are not true. And that's where the transformation begins.
2: So, so you know, just from my hearing, um, it sounds like you're saying that w- f- the first step you have to do is separate fact from the interpretation of the fact or the meaning they gave it, and then help people understand yeah. their own spiritual wholeness. Would that be correct?
0: Yes, and that is not it's not just like this okay it does it doesn't just happen it takes right. time right because we're right. we've got on top of our i'll call it our authentic self we've got piles of judgment on top of our authenticity, and so in order to get to our authentic self, we have to get rid of everything that's in that pile and that's not easy um it's not impossible we do it every day people have revelations every day about how they've been holding on to things but it has to be done and even after you've gone through 40 days of it because that's what we recommend 40 days you know because there's beauty in that number 40 and mm-hmm. even after 40 days of it, you know, it's kind of like cleaning your house, like people used to do back in the day before we had housekeepers. And you'd mop a floor, and then you walk in, and you could see a little residue that maybe you missed with the mop or the broom. Mm-hmm. And you have to go back and get that residue. A lot of this is residue that's holding us back. It's just little little beliefs that we have, little things that we picked up from our ancestors, you know, that we still are acting like this is our truth, and it wasn't our truth. It never was our truth. It was something that we heard, but we've lived our life because that's what we saw or that's what we are taught. So there are techniques and tools that individuals are given to get rid of this residue so that we okay. can get to who we really are.
2: Yeah, so um, I do want, because we have about nine minutes before the uh, the break, if you want to call in and ask the Reverend Henrietta Bird a question about transformation, uh, how to transform your life, how to release, how to let go and let God, how to forgive, you can call into the number 816 251 3555. Eight one six two five one three five five five, to ask the Reverend Henrietta Bird. So, Reverend Bird, uh, as you were talking, uh, a statement popped in my head. Um, this is a statement that you know has floated around CUT. Many of us as ministers and teachers have used it uh, from Gerald Jampolsky, and he uh, wrote many years ago that forgiveness means giving up all hopes for a better past. So, when uh, you had just mentioned ancestors, you know, uh, you know, our families and how those experiences impact us, and we own stuff that's not ours. So when you're working with people and helping them transform their life, you're coaching them, they're your students, they're your your clients, um, and they're wrestling, and sometimes that's the word, wrestling with wanting the past to be different. How do you tackle it?
0: Interestingly enough, I believe that you can have a better past because I believe that it is your perception of the past that can be changed. Right. You know how we look at things one particular way. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking at something as a nine year old or a 15 year old or a 20 year old, when you get to be 30, you can look at that thing again, and you can say, wow, I didn't see that. It was right there. But I, I didn't see that part of it, right? So it's often perception of your past. And so in, in theory or in concept, you can actually have a better past if you can view it from a different lens. Remember, mm-hmm. if it was in the past, You were a younger person, even if it was last week. You were a different person. Now you have a better view of who you are. So that's one of the things that we deal with, is taking a look at your past and seeing it differently.
2: Okay. All right. Okay. Taking a look at the past and and looking at it differently. Now, I, Mm -hmm. I do want to talk a little bit about the work you were doing with the transformative talks radio, uh, show, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and what was the purpose of that radio show? And, um, and you know, and what was the impact you felt as though from doing that work?
0: It was, it was really interesting. Um, there, that radio station was in Chicago, you know, it was a local radio station. Well, I shouldn't say local global radio station there were, you know, was live streamed or whatever it was called at that time. Mm -hmm. The purpose of that radio station was to introduce transformation. We didn't use that word at the time. It was called forgiveness radio, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it was also blog talk. I did some programs. They're still there. If you go to blog talk radio, there's still some forgiveness pieces there. The purpose of that was just to introduce the concept of forgiveness in a different way. Um, Up until the point about those radio programs, people that I spoke with and worked with looked at forgiveness as something you had to say. And it was about another person. It was about saying, I forgive you. Then it was about meaning that I forgive you, like I erased what you did to me, right? Mm So the forgiveness radio program introduced the concept of maybe it's not so much what the person did as much as it is what I said about what the person did, what I felt about what the person did, how I held myself such that what you did affected me negatively. Now, had I held myself a different way, maybe I would not have been as affected by what you did. But my consciousness, you know, the law of attraction, my consciousness attracted this for a particular way. So the program just introduced this new concept. And what I found was that people a lot of people wouldn't come to the program because they didn't want to forgive. They didn't want to, forgive. they were like, no, I, I don't care what you're talking about. I'm not letting go of that. Right. They didn't look at it as something that would help them. They looked at it as something that would help the other person and they didn't want to help the other person. So eventually I changed the name to transformation that was a term that people liked better because if then they could identify, Oh, I'm going to be transformed. This isn't about the other person now. Right. So it kind of morphed into a different term. And so now what I do is transformative talk or transformative talks.
2: Okay. So part of the process of, and we have about three minutes. So, um, you know, I I don't I don't want to deep dive into this right now because I have to do some some quick commercial stuff for CUT. Uh, but mm-hmm. w- when we do come back from the break, one of the things that I do want to talk to you about is uh, projection, and uh, specifically around transformation because. You know, we've been in this game a long time teaching new thought, metaphysics, consciousness, transformation, forgiveness, spiritual healing, and all of the different things that are under the umbrella of the, and we're taught by the great teachers who taught us. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I noticed and have noticed through the years is the level of projection that sometimes people put on others and how that interferes with a person's ability to let go because the projection from another person's uh consciousness onto another person uh becomes sort of a self-definition like okay this is how i see life and this is the way it works so when we do come back i want to talk a little bit about projection and um and i'm gonna use this last two minutes just to give a quick commercial about some things that are coming up at Christ universal temple uh is that okay reverend bird that's perfect thank you so So um, just a quick commercial uh, for the listeners. On this Saturday, uh, Christ Universal Temple is going to have a conference with uh, different speakers. Uh, We call it the You Can Have It All Post-Burning Bowl Conference. It's from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Central Time. If you go to our website, www.cutemple.org, you can register for this online conference. It's online only via Zoom. You want to make sure that you're that that you are connected to it. We have some wonderful people that are connected to our UFBL slash C U T family. So you definitely want to make sure that you're in tune. And also want to let you know that we're also in the midst of a, a new series in January called Back to the Future. So we're looking at life um as we've been talking today, how to heal what's behind you, release what's behind you so you can accept your preferred future and create, I like the word create, create your preferred future. I also want to let you know that we have Facebook Live lessons at noon Central Time, Monday through Friday. We're teaching uh, for the whole year of 2022, Reverend Wells' uh, new book, Live Happy. So you want to make sure you get those daily lessons and uh, get the book as well. You can get it on Amazon.com. Also, want to let you know that uh, Reverend Wells has a Temple Talks, uh, on, which is his show on Facebook. He does it live on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Central Time. And again, all these things that are on Facebook, you can watch later. You don't have to watch them at the time. Uh, the last thing is, obviously, you can tune into our Sunday service every Sunday on our website, which I've already given. Our Facebook page, Christ Universal Temple, or our YouTube channel, CU you Temple. So that gives you the opportunity to plug in, get connected to this good stuff so you can get your transformation. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. All are welcome here. You're listening to unityonlineradio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to truth transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to truth transforms. I have as my guest today, the Reverend Henrietta bird, who is a thought lit le- thought leader on transformation. And, uh, Reverend Bird, I want to make sure that people have an opportunity to get in contact with you. So how can they reach out to you if they so desire?
0: Okay, there are three ways. They can go to the website, transformativetalk.org, O-R-G, transformativetalk.org. And that's just transformative talk. No F, no F. Then there's transformative talk at gmail.com. And you can, you know, email me whatever it is that you'd like to discuss. Transformative talk at gmail.com. And then there's a phone number, um, 312-522-6277. 312 522 Seven, seven. And I'll repeat, org is the website, transformativetalk at gmail.com is our email address, and the phone number is 312-522-6277.
2: Beautiful. And if a person was uh, reaching out to you because they wanted coaching, they wanted to work with you individually, is that an option?
0: Yes, I do individual, you know, individual groups, organizations. We do group cleanses. Whatever you feel is required for your growth, we do it. And we will create it um, so it's comfortable for
2: you. Beautiful. All right. Well, we have a couple of callers, Reverend Bird. I want to get to them. So let me bring the first person on. Uh, Sheila, are you there? Yes, I am, Reverend. Thank you. Thank you for calling
1: me. I wanted to thank you for having Reverend Bird as your guest today. And also, Reverend Bird, thank you
0: for facilitating the 40-day spiritual cleanse that I was a part of. It really helped me, and it's ongoing, um, especially in 2020 in 2021, and it is still benefiting me. So I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Reverend Taylor.
2: Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Sheila, welcome, for calling in. Sheila. All right. I'm going to bring on the next person, uh, the next caller. All right. All right. Stan, are you there?
1: Yes, I am. How
2: are you doing there? Do you have a question
1: for Reverend Bird? Uh Yeah, well, I just have, um, I wanted to make a quick comment. And then a short question, um, the, the comment I just wanted to say that uh, uh, Reverend Bird is doing uh, magnificent. The, the things that she was saying is pretty powerful, uh, and I just want to encourage her to keep that up, uh, in particular the point that she was making earlier about how you can have a different past I think that in general, the way we generally think about our past is it's fixed, it's permanent, and once it happens, it happens you can't go back and redo it. But what she said was very powerful from the standpoint that you can have a better past just based on how you can change your perspective of events that that may have occurred. So I, I thought that was extremely uh, extremely um, profound, and I just wanted to encourage her about that. Uh, the second thing I wanted to mention is that uh, I thought it was also uh, pretty pretty powerful that she talked about how you can, instead of saying, you know, you can forgive someone, she changed it to you can tr- transform yourself. So, so instead of saying forgiveness, which is about the other person, she changed it to being transformative, which is about yourself. So I thought that was pretty powerful as well, and uh, hope I hope people, you know, listeners don't uh, don't miss that point. But uh, but the question regarding that is, can can uh, Reverend Bird talk just a little bit about the power of words? Uh, in other words, she just changed. One word, forgiveness to transformative, and it made a big difference. So can she just talk a little bit about how words can matter and I'm, I'm going to hang mm-hmm. up and listen, but uh, thanks again. Thank, Thank you
0: for the call, Stan. Thank you, Stanley. I appreciate um your comments and your accolades. Thank you. Language is something that's interesting i just I just wrote that word down. Language has so much to do with how we transform. You know, it's one of the requirements of transformation, that we change our language from uh, negative speaking to positive speaking. Negative speaking speaking doesn't always mean it's, it's something uncouth. It just means it's something that doesn't work for me, right? I can say I am healthy, I can speak those words, my body is healthy, you know, I am, I feel great, and my body is doing all kinds of things, but I can speak, I am healthy, and I can speak, my body feels great, and I set it in motion. I set the law in motion so I start moving in that direction. Right? If I'm if I walk around and I talk about lack in any form, what I don't have, what my if I talk about what the doctor said, if I talk about the disagreement that I had. You know, those are negative conversations in many cases. They're negative conversations because they don't promote me moving forward. See, a negative is just something that I no longer need, something that I no longer require a negative statement. It, I may have said yesterday, for example, I, yesterday I may have been affirming um, I, uh, I want to do more. Not doing good enough. I'm not. I'm not um, reaching my goals. I'm not. See, those are negative statements. They might be factual as far as what I've set for myself, but when I say I made it to seven today, thank you God, I made it to seven today. Tomorrow I'm gonna try. I'm gonna reach ten. Not try. I'm going to reach ten. That's changing. Uh, a conversation from one way to the next way. I'm not going to say, wow, I didn't I didn't make 10. That's negative. I'm going to reach 10. I am working on 10. I'm working toward 10. That's a positive conversation. So oftentimes in our language, the little things that we say that harm us because anytime we say we can't, we don't, we we're we're trying to, but it hasn't worked yet. Those are negative. That's a um that language is negative.
2: Understand. Anytime Understood. I'm saying this
0: is what I'm doing, this is what I'm working toward. Those are positive. That's positive language.
2: Beautiful. Go beautiful.
0: Ahead, uh, Galen.
2: Now we have another caller, so I just want to make sure that we get to it. So uh, hopefully, I, I think you. Ex- explained it exhaustively. And I think that Stanley uh, got the answer that he was seeking because you just basically told us this power in your spoken word and what you say matters. Yeah, That's what we were yeah. taught. That's what we were taught right. by the lady, Reverend Dr. Jimmy yeah. Coleman.
0: <laughs> right. Okay, so. And it's it's also, it's also one of our responsibilities, right? See? You know, we, we have those five responsibilities, our mm-hmm. thinking, our feeling, our words, our actions, and our reaction, our words are the language that we speak. We are responsible for speaking about ourselves in a positive Mm -hmm. manner. When we speak about ourselves positively, it's much easier for us to speak um, about others in that same way.
2: Beautiful, beautiful. So let's bring on the next caller. Okay. Reverend Ware, are you there? Reverend I'm Reverend here. Weir. Hey there, I'm how here. you
0: doing? I'm great. I just called to let you both know that I was on the phone listening and I'm enjoying the conversation.
2: Thank you. Much appreciated. You. Much appreciated. Yeah. If you want to add anything to the conversation right now, feel free to do so. No, you are doing a good job. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh. I, I don't, I don't want to take over. <laughs>
2: okay. All right. Thanks, Reverend. Ware. Thank you. Appreciate All right. All right. God bless. So, God bless so, you both. So, Thank you. So, Reverend Bird. So, when um, uh, I want to ask you about projection, how people yes. uh, project what's going on in them onto other people, and how you help people. Uh make that distinction so they can heal whatever they're working through
0: yeah it's um it's an interesting, it's it's interesting we have to first notice that we're doing it right and usually that's where your coach comes in that's where your your counseling comes in that's where your minister comes in. Right? You go and you notice it. You know something's not right. <laughs> you notice people don't want to be around you. You notice that when you're speaking, people aren't listening. Right? And you you wonder why. You know, that's sometimes how it, you know, how it occurs. Or people will say things like, you know, they don't hear me. They don't hear me. Right? and um, And it's because... Of how you're presenting yourself, how you're speaking, you're you're taking something that you got, you you picked up from somewhere else. You you're making it yours, and then you're pushing it onto someone else, right? You're pushing it onto someone else, and people know it. They may not articulate it that way. All they know is I don't want to hear it. I don't wanna be around it because that's not how I feel. That's how you feel, right? And so when you get those kinds of responses and sometimes people don't say anything, they just walk away, right? And you're wondering, what did I do? What did I say? You're projecting what I'm gonna call a negative judgment of something onto another person. And what you're saying, you might really believe. You might really feel that it's positive, that if the person would just do what you say, they'll be better. Right? And we all feel like that at times. But we have to remember their experience is not ours. They have a different soul than we have. Right? A different soul. It happens a lot in families because you Mm say, we were... We were raised in the same house. How can we be so different, right? But you're different, we are different because we have souls. And those souls are unique. And they come here to learn and to share and to teach and to give and to receive. So when I project, I have to make sure that what I am projecting is truth and that takes development. It takes communing with God on a regular basis. You know, it takes in, increasing my prayer time, my meditation time. And notice those are two different things, right? Mm-hmm. My my listening, my, um, my communicating with God, that has to be something that I work on on a regular basis a regular basis and when i do that what i project then comes from my superconscious face of mind where the truth lies right and so one of the things that i do often is i affirm not my will but thine be done god when i open my mouth let them hear you Not Henrietta, but let them hear you. And so that's a surrender, right? And so in order for me not to project Henrietta's way of doing things, I have to surrender. Not my will, but thine be done. And that's a a statement that, that we can all use. We can all say. And we can all accept that there is a will that's greater than the one I have. And I can Mm -hmm. tap into it so that my will and the will of spirit are in alignment. Not my will, but that be done. Projection is very interesting because we also, we pick up things and we pick up things and we believe in them. I'll tell you a a quick story of something that occurred when I was uh, probably 10 or 11, my sisters were teaching, well, one of them at least was teaching, right? And she would come home with a stack of papers every day and a red pen and she would go through these papers with this red pen and I would just watch her. Red pens in my world meant that you were failing, that you were failing, there was nothing Positive about a red pencil, I think it was <laughs> at that time, and so and so I just I was like, oh my god, I'm never gonna take a class from her because she slunks everybody, right? She just slunks everybody, and she just was going through it, and I did not understand that she was editing the papers that had been written, that she, you know, she was doing yeah. a first edit. See, I didn't understand it. That's why I'm saying, yes, your past can change. So if somebody had asked me about um, what my sister did or should I take her class, I'm glad they didn't ask the 10-year-old because I would have said, don't take her class, right? (laughs) Because you're going to flunk. Because from (laughs) my perspective, she flunked everybody, right? right? now. As I got older then i got and I got to college and high school where I could see what editing was about, my perspective changed, so my projection then I got to understand you know, oh, okay, she's just helping them out, so the next draft will be better than the first draft perspective, mm-hmm. and we project our perspectives.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a powerful story. And when we look back at our lives, there are many times where we didn't understand something, put a label on it, and lived as if that label was absolute truth. And it was just an interpretation, a false interpretation that wasn't even based in fact. Yes. that's, That's very powerful, that's very powerful. So when... People are, are get past the heal the healings of their past. They've recreated the past. I'm gonna use that term. Is that okay? I don't want to misrepresent what you're saying, but I'm I'm calling it recreating your past. Uh, okay. Uh, once they get past that step, and now it's time to live into a preferred future. How do you help people connect the dots on how to create? The preferred future
0: well, usually that occurs in the in the forty day cleanses or the week two or three day cleanses, spiritual cleanses when I say okay. cleanses um, and I know something about that individual, right, and okay. so I know the transformation that has taken place, and so i I can take what happened and remind them of how they overcame it. Remember what you did. See, there's a blueprint. Transformation provides a blueprint for us. When we actually transform, we can step by step write down what it is that it took for us to transform. That same power, that same presence, that omniscience of God. That omniscience of God is what we tap into, and now we have access to it on a more regular basis. So I can say to the person, okay, take that step number eight, and what, remember what it took for you to get past number eight. I want you to take that same energy, pull it up, and create what it is that you want. We talk about visioning versus visualization, two different things. So now people understand when they're getting something directly from spirit and when it is just something they're dreaming about. And so they can take it, either one, neither one is a bad thing, but you wanna take what's been given you and make that what you vision what you visualize, and you want to be able to say yes. See, we've been saying no. We've been saying no. God gives us these things no, no. I, I don't have enough this. I don't have enough that. I'm not this. I don't, I'm not educated enough. I'm so-and-so and so-and-so. And so we say no to all of these wonderful ideas that God gives us. Now we're in a position once we get past our path we're in a position to say yes. Even if we don't know what it entails, we can say yes. So yes, God, I'll do this. I don't know how. Help me. But yes, I'm going to do that. And then they take those same tools that they were given in the 40-day and they use those same tools to create what it is that they want in their lives. With the help of the Holy
2: Spirit. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. As you were talking, one of the statements that I say that my daughter Angel quite often is, because I just want to drill it as her dad, she consistently hears me say it, never tell yourself no.
0: Exactly.
2: And, I, and, and they're not from the standpoint of there's some things you should and shouldn't do. It. I don't want people to get it, take it out of context. The context right, right, in which right. I, I I use it with her is there are gonna be situations and circumstances where you want to achieve things, that you want to accomplish things, that you want to produce things. Don't be the person who tells yourself no. You're gonna bump it to enough no's in the world. Don't mm-hmm. be the initial no. You know, and, exactly
0: the key
2: Right. Go ahead, excuse so, me. So
0: The key to what you said is self. Don't tell yourself. So you, know, you can oh. tell other people no all day long. Right. All day long. But when yourself, your authentic self, your Christ self, mm-hmm. your spiritual self, that's where you don't want to say no. That's where the yes comes in.
2: Right. So right. it's
0: an inside job, it's an inner, inner work that you know this voice that you're hearing because you've developed a relationship with it.
2: Yes. Yeah. That's
0: what int- you want to say yes to.
2: Absolutely. The intimacy of spirit and and yes. what that looks like. Um, Reverend Remember, because we only have about a couple of minutes left. I, one of the things I want to do, about three minutes. Uh, first of all, could you give your contact information again, just in case somebody came in late? I want to make sure that people yes. have an opportunity to contact you.
0: Yes. Please contact me at org. That's the website. Then you can email me at transformative talk at gmail.com Or you can call me at 312 522 6277.
2: Oh beautiful, beautiful. So any if if you had to wrap up and just uh, to help a person and give them one gym really quickly, about a minute long gym, what what could you leave the Truth Transforms listeners with to work on right now? I would, I would
0: have you, when you're, when you're challenged, when you're challenged, when you have those memories of trauma, I would just uh, say these words. I choose to live now. I choose life. I choose to live life now. That's what I would have you do, continue to say, I choose to live life now. And I say that, I say that because every time we're challenged with something, we choose life or we choose not to live. And we want to live. This life is a wonderful life when we are in tune to the spirit of God within us. So choose life.
2: Beautiful, beautiful. I want to, first of all, just thank you again for coming on and uh, saying yes to this conversation. Because, you know, truth does transform, but we have to get in tune with it as you've been talking And saying all along and doing this powerful work. Um, I also want to just recommend that the listeners reach out. You know, if you have some questions, uh, as you can tell over the phone, she's very accessible. So make sure that you give yourself the opportunity to be blessed by the work that God is doing through her. So you have the information, make sure you reach out, make sure you contact her and, you know, be willing to do the work. Because as the person who developed and trained and led and mentored us used to always say, it works if you work it. So we know it works. We know it works. So I only have about 15 seconds left. So yet again, Reverend Bird, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm sure you'll be back for us to have some other conversations around what transformation looks like. And let's continue to do what we need to do to help uplift and transform human consciousness. I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms.
0: Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.